Okay, in comedy, the one thing people pretend to stand against, the one thing people pretend is just you're not allowed to do it is stealing jokes. And I'm going to tell you guys the reason that never changes before I start this episode. The reason that never changes is because when you call somebody out for actually taking parts of your bit, they will make it seem like you're just being petty. Even if the person has a reputation for stealing jokes, they'll still make excuses for that person and act like that person is somehow excusable. Like, because the bit that we're going to talk about is a bit I do where I mention Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson has been dead for 10 oh, years. Come on. And I also mentioned Elvis Presley. Music used to be fun. Now you're not allowed to listen to it. Get in trouble because the artists, you know. So I don't know when that rule started. We're supposed to care about the artist's personal lives. Elvis married a fucking 15-year-old. Nobody gave a fuck. <laughs> and I'm going to play several different versions of it. Trix, uh, who is the person that is taking parts of this bit or decided last night to take parts of this bit. And I try to talk to him person to person because to me, that's the better way to handle things is just to actually talk to the... And I wouldn't even be recording a podcast about it if he had just said, like, look, I'm sorry, but I it must have just seeped into my mind and I won't do it again. Like, because... You're going to find out on the podcast because I already recorded it. I'm just recording this after to add. Um, you're going to hear on the the podcast like we have other things that have happened where we don't get along anymore. We used to be friends. I'm one of the people that really urged him to move to Las Vegas. I was bugging him to move to Las Vegas because I thought he'd be a good addition here. So when it comes to this particular situation, it's like. He's seen me working on the bit, and so I'm going to play that as well, like him actually. This was August 20th, 2019 is when this particular recording was done, you know, or it wasn't just me because I record pretty much all of my sets, at least the audio, which is something I've talked about before. I don't listen to enough, and because I had to go through all these last night, there's still a few that I haven't gone through that I, you know can probably go through but I've done the joke over a hundred times just because of the amount of time that I've gone up and since like shutdown I haven't really done it that much you know I've done it a couple of times once at the LA Comedy Club I don't know if Trix was there that night or not it's not like I'm constantly paying attention to who's around because really just as comics that's a code we have and when it came to Trix and stealing jokes in the past which he's known for in Canada uh, he's known for a couple of things in Canada, but that's one of the things he's known for in Canada. When it comes to that, I just always assume that that's in his past and he's done with that, or I assumed he was done with that. So uh, understand, to me, this is not something I take lightly. This is not something that I would just throw out there because we're not getting along. Technically, I thought that one day he would come to his senses and we would just have a chat about what happened because when it came to our personal situation, it really was about me just putting down a boundary. I didn't like what he was doing and I felt like he was trying to get in my head in a weird way. And so I went ahead and called that out and I felt like as far as friends go, you should just accept that and be done with it. Let it go. Um, but. This is what it is, and uh, like I said, I'm going to play the parts of the bit that he took, 
and then a couple different variations of it. I'm going to play um, one of the times, one of the many times we're in the same room. One more time for Trix Las Vegas. Over here. I cannot stress enough. If you're in town, go see him at Brad Garrett's. It's a full 45 minutes, I believe, which it, you will not regret that, man. Seeing that guy for any amount of time is fucking awesome. One more time for Trix, guys. So cool you to come here. Perfect Oscott makes noise also for our entire staff at Hooters who makes this thing possible. It's a team effort. And George on lights and sound. We got Castle and Danny. It's a great show. Our last comic coming to the stage. Oh man, you're for a treat. A nationally touring headliner who just headlined at the uh, 30 at 1230. He'll be headlining the LA Comedy Club at the Strand very soon. Make some noise for our final comic, Ty Rivera. Let him hear. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Give it up for tricks, everybody. And then they bring up old shit too, like Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson has been dead for 10 years. I'm not gonna stop listening to Michael Jackson music. I don't care what anybody says, I'm not gonna stop listening to Michael Jackson music. <laughs> When I did the bit, I'm going to play him telling me that the bit is really coming along, the Michael Jackson bit. Yeah, they're fucking going. And for anybody that wonders why I would have a Michael Jackson bit at this point, the bit has less to do with Michael Jackson and more to do with the fact that people won't allow us to enjoy music anymore even. Like that's something people have taken away from us is now we're supposed to care what the artists do in their personal lives, which I don't know when that started. That's what I say in the bit. You'll end up hearing it. Tricks changed the intro to the joke, remixing, as Carlos Mencia would put it. Um, he changed it to uh now we're supposed to worry about morality but we're selective with the morality you know because the way that i say the joke which you'll hear is uh now we're not allowed to enjoy music because we are supposed to care what the artists do with their personal lives which i don't know when that rule started then there's the part about digging up michael jackson which last night he did then they run out of people to be mad at now and they'll dig up fucking dead bodies michael jackson how many times are we going to talk about michael jackson not gonna stop listening to Michael Jackson music. I love Michael Jackson. The Elvis line, he took 100% verbatim. Elvis married a 15 year old, nobody gave a fuck. <laughs> That's something he said last night. And like, people would be like, why do you care about parts of a joke, you know? Um, then in the Michael Jackson bit, when I do it, I say, I blame the parents. And he's like, I blame the moms. I blame the moms. Which if you were there last night, you heard him say, you know, so changing it from parents to moms, changing it from artists' personal lives to um, morality, and I don't know, you know, uh, why we're selective about the morality. Like, it's just slightly remixing a bit that, like I said, that he's complimented me on as I was working on it. Yeah, they're fucking going. So he's seen me working on this bit since 2019 the in and out that we've seen each other. And we did used to see each other a lot. And if he lies about that, everybody will know that that's a complete 100% lie because anybody knows when we were getting along, we used to see each other all the time. You know, people would see us around each other all the time because we actually did hang out to a degree, not in personal life, you know, but like at com comedy spots. 
we would always be hanging out talking and stuff like that we were legit friends so um i'm gonna play this and you guys can feel how you want about it but like i said this is why things don't change in stand-up this is why people like carlos mencia build entire careers off stealing bits and with tricks he travels the country he travels the world so who knows how many people's bits he's taken parts of and like i said these are parts of the joke that he's taken uh and for me it's a lot like if you're customizing a car because we can admit like a michael jackson bit at this point or even like mentioning elvis presley which i don't know a lot of people are that are mentioning elvis presley but whatever because people have tried to already say that it might have been parallel thinking or whatever okay everybody's talking about elvis presley in 2021 that that makes perfect sense but anyway uh people are already saying that so let's say um you know you're customizing a car and it's a a chevy let's say a camaro even to be more specific and then your neighbor who's also your friend says you know what i'm gonna customize my car too and instead of doing their own customizations they decide they like the customizations you're doing better so they just start coming over and stealing pieces off of what you've customized so you know if you ever wonder why stand-up comedy is in the state it is it's because comedians like tricks don't get held accountable by the people that will surely be at his birthday party tonight to let him know that he's a wonderful guy a great comic and doing super original stuff here on the Las Vegas comedy scene. Hopefully everybody's wearing flip-flops. Hopefully it's a flip-flop party. It's a beach theme to give tricks the birthday present we all know he really wants. Everything bothers him. He's unbothered. He calls it unbothered, but that's what's cute because everything bothers him. He's bothered. I'm a botherina. What's up, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Unbothered by Tyra Vera. It's a surprise episode of Unbothered by Tyra Vera. I didn't even know I was going to be recording a solo episode. But like we do all the solo episodes, we are on the couch ready to get unbothered. And there are reasons to have to get unbothered tonight. Here's the deal. I ended up going to L.A. Comedy Club uh, last night and the night before... or. Tonight and last night, I should say, because this is at the end of Friday, basically early Saturday morning. And I just got home from the L.A. Comedy Club. It was quite a night. Let's start off with, first off, um, last night, well, you know, as always, Bijou is currently enjoying a Whimsy's Alligator. Whimsy's Alligators, the never-to-be-sponsor of Unbothered by Tyra Vera, but we still give them a shout-out and we still put our Amazon affiliates links Two Whimsy's Alligators down below in the description box. Check out Whimsy's Alligators. They will not, should not, no promises, but they haven't killed my dog in seven and a half years. So check out Whimsy's Alligators. Anyway, here's where, what I'm trying to get at. It turned out to be quite a night. Um, Jill Kimmel, who I don't really get along with, is part of the story. 
I, you know, like for me, there doesn't even have to be a problem with these people. It's they approach me or they're in violation. And with, because I'm going to talk about Trix, who used to be my friend. Joe Kimmel also used to be my friend. Technically, I was the first person to bring her to feature here at L.A. Comedy Club. She said that uh, that she had like gotten a guest at here before I brought her. Like, that's what she said tonight in the argument. But she obviously hadn't been back to feature, which means she probably wasn't getting her texts and calls returned. And so I requested that she be able to come on my weekend. And that's when I was living in Phoenix. And the thing with that situation, I'm just jumping in right here because you guys will catch on quick. I've got to get unbothered. I'm going to try to do it in under an hour or right at an hour. So I just got to go at this. So what happened was... Um, I knew that she was performing this week at the LA Comedy Club, so I was kind of trying to stay away. Um, my friend Brant Tobler is headlining. He's the one that brought her this time. He's the one that brought her this time. And uh, so I knew that I probably didn't want to hang out too much, but I can go and be in a room with somebody that I completely don't care for because for me, there was no active hating Jill. If you were to ask me about her, I would have just said, I don't care about that bitch. Um, and that's really the way I feel about it. And that's the most plain way I can put it. I'm not going to try to make myself sound good or like I'm an angel in any of this, but I will tell you guys exactly where I'm at and how I feel everything in the words that I talk in. So you guys can understand and get me, you know, like just fuck somebody else trying to explain this. This is me, not a representative of me. And I'm going to say some shit. Um, I usually do have a code with my friends where if you tell me something in confidence and we're friends, then I'm fine with that and I'll take that to the grave. You can tell me where you put the body. But as soon as you try try to accuse me of the murder or just being a murderer, then I'll expose a lot of shit because really I don't care. Like, you know, none of this. None of this is really coming from a place of hate, to tell you the truth. It really is coming from a place of frustration in both of these situations. Here's what happened and the way it went down. Last night, I went to L.A. Comedy Club. Yesterday, while I was working out at the gym, Butch Bradley, who's a good friend of mine, just released his comedy special. I talked about him on two episodes ago. I always talk about him. He's great. I love Butch Bradley. So he hits me up. Carla is his girlfriend, Carla, that makes Carla's homemade salsa, you know, the, that I'm always plugging on social media because I absolutely love that salsa, and you guys should check it out. They just got their own Instagram page, Carla's Homemade Salsa. It's got its own page. Check it out. Search it. It's easy enough to find. But um, she got a new label, too, with uh, the, what's it called? Uh, um, like a... Pe it's a pepper with her face in it and it's, it's so great anyway so um i butch had hit me up and i was supposed to go pick up some salsa he just hit me up out of nowhere and was like you know so uh, carla made some salsa she has some for you and uh i fucking love that salsa anyway so uh originally the way that he started the conversation if i remember correctly and i'm not trying to change the way the text went i just don't remember it verbatim but like this is generally the way the conversation went he hit me up and was like are you going to be at la comedy club tonight and i was like no but i could and so uh he was was like yeah okay because Carla made some salsa and I got some for you and so I was like okay cool so um that was the plan 
and I was going to meet Butch and I, you know, I knew that Jill was on the eight o'clock show. I don't really care about her. Brant, I really like a lot. I wanted to see Brant, but I was willing to forego that just to not cause any kind of uncomfortable tension or anything like that. And so I figured if I got there by 10 o'clock, Jill would likely be gone and I would be, it's Thursday night, you know, and so I figured Jill would probably be gone and then I could just go do what I had to do with Butch. Well, uh, I get there and I ended up seeing Tricks and I don't get along with Tricks. Um, we were friends. Like I met Tricks back in 2013 when I won the uh, World Series of Comedy. I won the World Series of Comedy uh, in 2013. Tricks came in second. And then a very, very funny comic by the name of Matt McClowry came in third. Um, so that's where I originally met Tricks. The way it goes down with Tricks is another time I worked with Tricks after that, LA Comedy Club just paired us up. And I had liked him from when I did World Series of Comedy with him. We got along really well. He was cool. I considered him, you know, a new friend, whatever. Um, and so they suggested or told me they were going to have tricks. And I was like, yeah, cool. So uh, we did that weekend together. On that weekend, one thing that I've never told anybody is a really big comic hit me up that weekend, gave me a call and was like, um, make sure you watch your jokes around tricks. And if tricks ends up hearing this or anybody asks him about it, he'll know the big comic I'm talking about. So it's, it's a huge fucking comic. And that this comic doesn't usually call me just to chat. You know what I mean? And so uh, when I saw him, I answered the phone and was like, you know, he's silly and I love him. But it was just like, hey, and just, uh, then he was like, hey, just uh, watch your jokes. He was like, uh, make sure tricks doesn't steal your jokes. And then I was like, oh, does he do that? And then he was like, he was like, yeah, he's got a reputation for that. So I was like, you know, uh, still kind of like whatever, cause I love my friends or whatever, but, and this comic, I do consider him a friend, you know? Um, and it, it, so, but I also know tricks is my new friend and I'm not trying to judge people off what other people's experiences have been with them. I always talk about that. That's just a part of what I am. So I'm, I'm like, yeah, I hear you, but as long as he doesn't do any of my stuff, we're okay. Well, guess what? Tonight was that night. But anyway, uh, we're going to get to that because I believe when something like this happens and you're going to talk about a comic um, in that way, because really I've chosen not to do an unbothered about tricks so far. Like, you know, we got into it a couple weeks back and it was over some bullshit. Um, and well, if you ask me, not really bullshit. It was him being bullshit. And I, I guess I could tell that story right now, the way it went down. What happened was, back if you remember the Bobby and Crystal situation, when I got into it with Bobby and Crystal, when I woke up that day, the first person on my phone was Trix. Like, literally the first person. Because people, I don't like people calling me. But Trix is a friend, you know? And so I will answer the phone when Trix calls. Or I would answer the phone when Trix called. And so... When he called me and I knew I just had the Bobby and Crystal situation and a friend of mine had already told me that Crystal had posted my text messages with her where I called her a fat bitch um, on uh, Facebook. So I already had the heads up and then, a f you know, the friends also 
sent me uh, screenshots of the entire conversation or the thread or whatever, which I didn't need all that. I got a taste of it from the beginning, but it was an interesting read and interesting to see who had opinions about me that I didn't know about. But anyway, whatever it is, it is, you know, like this is just the way the story goes. So um, Trix is the first person to call me, and I knew that's what he had to be calling about, but I don't care. You know, if you want to call and get the cheese from me, which is gossip in Spanish, I, you know, I'll give up the cheese. I don't care. It happened. You know what I mean? Like that text, those text messages were actually my text messages. And I wasn't at all ashamed of it or didn't feel any particular way about it. And, you know, I stood by my words in that at that time, at that moment and everything I said and the reason I expressed myself the way I did. And so I had no reason not to answer my phone. And it's the first thing he says is, so do you think it was a good look? Literally, what I said back was, do you think there was anybody on this scene that thought I wouldn't call somebody a fat bitch? And then I started laughing and I could tell that it was bothering him that I really didn't care. And I know that part of that is because Trix is plagued by a scandal. And I never cared about this either. But I'm going to talk about it because it's all part of I'm going to set up the whole way this all goes down for you because I hate when people try to spin me into a narrative. Then that's what I'm bothered is for when people like can maybe travel a little more than I can, you know, because I don't want to just be out for the fuck of it. Trix is out all the time having drinks with everybody trying to buy friends and, you know, like try to be that guy. I'm always drinking. I'm always anybody want to do shots. He's that guy, you know, and I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to start drinking again just to appeal to other comics or like seem like the fun guy. I'm not the fun guy. I do stand up and that's why I'm, mentioning this or calling this out is because when it comes to my jokes that's where we don't fuck around like all the other little bullshit like trying to play head games gaslight a little bit cool with it uh you know i mean like i won't stand for it but at the same time it's not something that really needs to be addressed publicly or i would have done my unbothered back then so what happened is Trix has this scandal where he was hitting guys up back in canada and having them uh, send like feet pictures to him and also recording their feet, like telling them it was some kind of scam. You can check it out on Vice. I'm not the journalist like that. And I really didn't really pay attention to it because like I said, I've always felt like as long as somebody doesn't do something to me, it's really not my business. And between consenting adults, if you're somehow anyhow tricking guys into sending you pictures of their feet and these guys aren't dumb enough to know that they're being whores until you send me some money first, then I don't understand that world altogether. Because if somebody asked me for feet pics out of nowhere, and especially feet videos, which is what he was asking for, I would be like, okay, yeah, send me money. And some of these people, he promised things. Apparently there's a podcast where he admits that he was doing it and says it's a fetish, um, but then says he didn't do anything sexual with it and he never did anything with the videos you know, that he just deleted them right away. Maybe I'll find the podcast and play a bit of it here just so that, uh, but like what the person that was telling me the story was, they were like on the podcast, he apologizes and he said that he had a foot fetish, but then he said there was nothing sexual about it. And if you look up the word fetish, it's a form of sexual desire in which gratification is linked to an abnormal degree to a particular object item of clothing part of the body etc that's the number one definition and then there's a second definition for it that is 
an inanimate object worshipped for its supposed magical powers or because it is considered to be inhabited by a spirit. So either it was something sexual or these were magical feet or he comes from a upbringing that tells him that feet are magical and to be worshipped or he doesn't know what the word fetish means. Either I, one of the three is what it would seem like. And I'm going to try to find a receipt for you on this. I don't know how much research I'm going to want to do. I might be able to find the podcast clip. If I don't, we're just going to have to take hearsay's word for it. Or tricks can come on unbothered. Because to tell you the truth, I wouldn't care if he got unbothered by me. I mean, like personally, I would respect it more because <clears throat> the thing was, I tried to go to him man to man tonight with this. So please understand that too before we go any further is that I tried to actually go to him person to person when I saw him tonight and other nights I've chosen to leave him alone and I would have continued to leave him alone because really what our situation was was he called me about that crystal situation and I could tell that it was bothering him that I just didn't care because he's incredibly bothered by the fact that that follows him around you know the foot situation does follow him everywhere he goes people talk about it there was a point where they stormed his ig live and were just putting up feet pics these other comics and then uh you know like he's just really been through the ringer and i told him one time because he hit me up to tell me he was bummed out about that and um i told him on that message i was like yeah don't worry about it and just think of it as a good thing because every time people bring it up it hardens you more to that. It's like a callus, you know, because I've been dealing with people trying to shit on me on the Internet for a long time. So when I have a friend that's going through that and that's the advice that I gave him at the time, that's what and he was even puzzled when I told him it was a good thing. But I was literally that's what I meant was like, you know, it calluses you to that. And then, you know, because if he's already apologized for it, because I had heard he had apologized for it on that podcast. I didn't hear the podcast, like I said, but, you know, I already knew that part. So it's like for me. If it was between adults and you already apologized, then what's really the big deal about it? You know, like I felt like if I were to give him advice on handling it, though, if I were his Olivia Pope, I've never seen that show in my life, but I know that that's scandal. Um, but if I were his Olivia Pope, I would tell him that he should have paid every one of those whores off. You know, like if he promised them an Xbox, got them an Xbox. If he promised them uh PlayStation got them a PlayStation and yeah, maybe he would have had to go into some credit card debt over it or maybe not drink as much as he drinks or maybe not gamble like he does or whatever it is he might be doing. I don't know him like that, but I do know what he's told me and I do know that I see him always with the drink in his hand. So I'm pretty sure he has the money. He lives in a nice building, too. I'm pretty sure he has the money or has the means to pay everybody what he said he would give them. Or if he said he was going to get them an audition, really, because that was the other thing. That's the thing I read in Vice was that he promised some people like uh, or one guy because uh, Trix was working with Much Music, which is Canada's version of MTV. And he w told some guy that, you know, he would get him an audition. And then there was one guy that I heard a very reliable source told me that this guy all the way quit comedy and had to go to therapy 
And that I do feel bad for. And that one sobered me up to the because I always think of people like they should be better whores. I said it on Tim Dillon show. It's just what, you know, like that's the way I come at it. Like I told you guys, if anybody asked me for pictures of my feet, I'd be like, yeah, let's. But you've got to get paid first. That's what you ladies need to understand. And when I say ladies, I mean men and women. If you're whoring, you're a lady to me right now. And I'm going to I'm going to help you out a little bit. What you do is you get paid first. So once the Xbox is on your door, then it's your part to be a responsible, reliable whore and send the feet pics. And for feet pics, honestly, you know, like I would say $50. And I've heard, I don't know what an Xbox costs, but I heard around $500. So that's 10 feet pics, you know, and you can get cute with it however you want to do. But you get your part first. Like, that's the thing. Money on the table, dinero primero. Uh, however you want to word it, that's how we do it. You know, so I, I'm going to send you guys out there with a little bit of knowledge. If you're going to be running fast like that and living like a whore, then act like one. Make your money. Money first. So, um, yeah, so I that's what I would have told him. But I never even broached that with him because really it's not my business. I know it's a sore spot for him. I do did consider him a friend. And so I wouldn't ever bring that up to him. But here he was on the phone with me questioning me about my situation with Bobby and Crystal, which to me is much more mundane. And really, what I didn't care about that. Crystal got me banned from Facebook for 30 days. That's something that happened. And I had to figure out a way around it. But at that time, I really had to make money because I needed to make up for a gig that I had lost. I told you guys about that, and that's when I sold CDs. And I didn't really have time to give that too much energy. I made a podcast about it, but that's because it's content, and that podcast was really well listened to and created revenue. So I'm not going to you know, sleep on my own talents or what it is that the universe presents me you just like right now i'm not going to you know but am i really mad at tricks no do i really consider tricks a threat in the comedy way even if he does still part of a bit no is he gonna do my bit better than me no but the thing is um i want to set up exactly why it is that i even feel like I should really get unbothered about this and that's because it really does get on my nerves when I'm willing to completely overlook your flaws and what you have going on and stuff like that. And then you in any way, not only try to gaslight me and I don't use that term like I'm not a victim. Understand, I'm not trying to paint myself like, you know, I'm a victim of tricks. No, I'm a person that blocked everything tricks was trying to do. And then he ended up using part of my joke and then I know the way he'll try to spin it is like I'm just being petty and really if I was being petty I would have done the unbothered about this back when he got on my nerves on that particular day so I was running into tricks a lot I've been running into tricks a lot you know like we even hang out we're cool we were friends you know like we would hang out we would see each other at spots and fucking you know kick it like comics do. So understand, like, you know, when I say the amount that I saw him, I'm not saying it like in any kind of way other than just matter of factly, you know. And if I wanted to bring up anything with him, I definitely would have had a chance. But I was uh, there was one time where I even thought when I did the better do be better whores, I thought of that situation, you know, when I was uh, made the video that was 
expanding on that a bit more. It's the John Weaver video, but if you don't watch, you don't watch. But whatever, I was going to bring that story up and not mention Trix's name because we were friends at the time. And then I was like, yeah, that would seem like a shady thing to do. And because we were friends. And so I didn't actually do that. And then I thought about asking him if I could do it. And then I was like, he really doesn't like that subject. Like in my head, you know, I was like, if you're a friend, you just don't bring it up. You know, like he's not whatever and it's so i i like if i was being catty or petty then i would have done it some way like that or i would have done it when we first got into it you know i don't remember the date i think it was around my birthday that we got into it anyway um but yeah so what happened was I end up telling him the story about Bobby and Crystal and then he goes into this thing about how he doesn't really trust white people anyway and I'm like welcome to the club girl I think like don't we all just know that as as people of color but that's besides the point none of my none no offense to my white botherinos you're not like them you're the good ones but there is a part of people of color that are always kind of like mm, you never know with white people you know they might they might get iffy on you they might get iffy but very cool white people in the world. Some of my best friends are white. Anyway, um, so he says this. And like I say, th and the reason I joke about this is because like him saying that, I don't mention it like it's a particularly damning thing about him or like I'm exposing him in some way or whatever. This is just the way the conversation went. So we end up having a pretty pleasant conversation. But there was a part of me that when I noticed that he was getting annoyed because I really didn't care about it because he kept trying to make it seem like there might be some kind of consequence. You know, it's just not a good look. It's just, you know, and he just kept going on. And I was like, yeah, tricks. I do not care even a little bit I don't care you know like that's the way I was talking to him and I was being cool about it you know I was laughing in between and if you know me being like me and so I was you know being silly and so when he told me that part really I remember that part because it was kind of diverting from me I mean like what you're talking about with your shit with white people one I don't think Bobby and Crystal being stupid had anything to do with the fact that they're white um, it's just they were being stupid but you know like I get what he's saying and you know I'm willing to hear him out but at the same time it's like you're talking about old news I'm talking about hot off the presses you know either you called me to gossip about me and listen to me or I don't really need to be on this phone because I don't care about this busted ass story you have about why you don't trust white people but it's part of the conversation and he did say literally in so many words and this isn't me misquoting him and if he says anything different he is definitely lying because I wouldn't put words in a person's mouth like that I'm not fucking crazy I'm a little bit of an asshole sometimes but I'm not fucking crazy but uh and I'm not like that guy you know what I mean but he did say that he doesn't really understand why Crystal's involved in the comedy like that anyway you know and then he talked about that a little bit and mentioned like you know that Bobby should let her know that it's like his work, you know, and so she really shouldn't be arguing at work. And he was very clear, though. I want to be very clear about this. He was very clear about how he was cool with Bobby and Crystal. And unless they did anything to him, then he was just going to stay cool with Bobby and Crystal. And you guys know my policy on that. I don't care who my friends hang out with. That's their business. My battles are not their battles. And that goes for every one of my friends. Chris Doran is my best friend, and he will tell you 100% that's just the way I do it and that's the way we all do it like you know he same you know so anyway so you know I didn't care that he's you know gonna be cool with them or whatever you know him saying that was cool you know it's whatever um there's no mark of loyalty or disloyalty to me on that but what I didn't like was at one point I saw on his Instagram story 
that he was at dinner with them. You know, he was at their place for dinner. And I did mention something about their dirty ass house, which was me being catty. I 100% admit that. But he already said that he doesn't really like white people like that anyway. So I'm perfectly within bounds right now. We're people of color. We've both taken our wigs off. You know, that's what it is. So um, I tell him that, you know, something about that dirty ass house and those dry ass sides, <laughs> you know, and it looked like they had made good mac and cheese like that. But I've been fooled like that before by them because sometimes that mac and cheese looks good and then it is flavorless. But anyway, he said like something like you're silly. And then I mentioned him. I was like, did you, you know, talk to them about their situation with me? And the reason I asked him this, I'll tell you the reason I asked him uh, asked him about this was because he seemed really bothered when I didn't consider it a big deal at all but then he's at the other party's place and to me a real friend and you'll see on the unbothered's I have coming up where you'll see me talk to my friends and how honest I am with the way that I deal with my friends to me a real friend would tell them like you know yeah you and Ty whatever about the argument part and stuff like that but Crystal really doesn't have any business on the comedy boards like that because she does get in the way for Bobby and it's just unnecessary in, an, in a scene that's already has a little bit of drama. Not too much drama on the Vegas scene, to be 100% honest. I like it here because there's not a lot of drama. And believe me, I'm not trying to bring that here. I'm trying to nip that in the bud so everybody knows what's really going on on the behind the scenes and then doesn't think it's something other than what it is. Because really, all I want in this scene is to make money and for people to get ahead and do the things, all of us, because there's enough money and enough opportunity for all of us, including tricks. as soon as he gets his shit together. You know, as soon as he really, and I know he's working a lot and stuff like that, and I don't deny that, um, but at the same time, it really is a check yourself before you wreck yourself situation because you've already got a reputation for being a hack. And then instead of because I gave him the opportunity, I talked to him. I also talked to one of the owners of the club just because I didn't want to blindside anybody because I do have ethics when it comes to this kind of kind of thing. I would rather you talk. To, I would rather talk to you person to person. And then it never has to be public like that since. Really, I don't think Trix is going to stop working or quit being a comedian. And I don't think that this is going to end him. And I'm not calling for anybody to cancel him. I'm just letting you guys know the way things are going down. And that maybe, yeah, you do need to watch your jokes around him. Because everybody talks about Carlos Mencia all the time and how, you know, he would take people's jokes. And in some cases, he would just outright steal the joke. And in some cases, he would just remix it and make it his own, which isn't a fair thing to do, especially when comics have established jokes that they're doing. You know, it's just not the way this game works. I know people at home think they're jokes. Nobody cares. Yeah, in the comedy world, people do care. That's a big thing as far as ethics and comedy go. But there's also the personal side mixed into it, which is what tricks is really it really it's a situation where it's the opposite. Like he claims that I'm being emotional and I'm not being emotional at all. Um, he claims I'm being petty and I'm not being petty at all. He's being both of those things. And this is why it plays out the way it does. When it came to the Bobby and Crystal situation, I did mention to him that, uh, you know, that I thought that since he thought it was so pressing and had to get a hold of me right away that day, now that he had an opportunity to talk to them, you know, because he was obviously at dinner at that their place, it might be time for him to dispense a little bit of that good advice to them as well. The same way you let me know that you thought it wasn't a good look that I said the things I said over text, which I took in at that time, even though 
I threw him right out. But I did, like, you know, just let him have his, you know, okay, well, you know, and he gave me some advice, like, told me that it was smart that I wasn't on social media and the best thing I could do is not respond to it. And, you know, I felt like, you know, well, I'm not on Facebook anyway, so really how would I respond to it other than, you know, when I did my Unbothered? But that ended that, you know, I just laid it all out just like I'm doing now. So um, I, I thought that that was a bit off and I did let him know that. And we had a bit of a back and forth because of it. And, you know, I know he probably thought I was being petty. But really, for me, it was like a principal thing. Like you should give them some of that good advice, too, and let Crystal know that I was, in essence, right in that part in that, you know, she really didn't have a place starting extra drama on the scene, which was my main thing with Crystal as far as Bobby went being a moral compass. But if Trix didn't want to mention anything about that, whatever, you know, it wasn't something he really mentioned, you know, when we were on the phone. And so, you know, I could see how that wouldn't be his thing. He doesn't have to speak for me. So that's where I was at on that. So then we get to a point where I'm seeing tricks regularly at the L.A. Comedy Club and I was doing a bunch of sets there. I don't remember if I was like maybe it was just when the shut. I don't know. It was right after the shutdown happened. And, you know, I was performing at L.A. Comedy Club quite a bit. And so was tricks. And I would see him there and we were friends, you know. But when I would get off stage, he'd always have some sort of commentary about what I had done. That one just seemed angry, you know, you seemed, did I fucking kill it? Because that's all that matters. It doesn't matter what my tone or demeanor are when I'm on stage. I'm not trying to be the same kind of comic you are. You know, in my head, this is what I thought. But I would just like, you know, let it kind of roll off my back. But when it's happening all the time and I'm noticing that you, like, you know, that I had the Shang thing and he was like, I usually don't agree with you, but on this one I agree with you. And he kept telling me that. And it's uh, like, finally I got like, is this guy thinking that I'm looking for his approval? or that I'm somehow looking to him for some sort of validation because that's not at all what's going on. So I hit him up to see if he was going to be, because, you know, it started to just bother me. And I hate, because I hate when people try to get in your head like that. You know what I mean? Like, you live your life the way you live it. I'll live my life the way I live it. And if we can be cool together, we can be cool together. If you really don't like seeing me and the way that I move through the world, then don't be around me or don't look at me. Don't make me your focus like that. You know, how did I become your project? was really the way I felt about it. But, you know, and so I started to get annoyed with it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to nip this in the butt. So I put up a Facebook post and it was about him. And it was about how he's kind of trying to ingratiate himself to the scene and that he's, you know, because like he's been doing like that's the other thing that I should mention uh, is like I notice what he's trying to do on this scene. And it's like, yeah, I get it. You're trying to like, you know, make yourself seem like you have some kind of elder statesman status and that's fine or whatever. But I don't need you for that. You know, so I see what you're trying to do. Don't try to make me one of your minions because it's not what's happening. So I hit him up and then uh, I was like, hey. And this apparently happened on February 1st. And then he was like, yo, and I put you going to be at L.A. Comedy Club tonight. And he put nope. And then uh, I put check out my latest Facebook post when you get a minute. And then he was like, I saw it. Who pissed you off now? And I put I don't know if it's the drinking or what, but lately you've gotten a little free with opinions on me. I like you a lot as a friend. So I'm hitting you up person to person with it. And you'll notice that I really want to drive it home for him that I don't need his opinions. And the reason that I drive it home the way that I do, what you have to understand about me when it comes to that, is when somebody has done that a couple of times with me, and it really did become him like telling me, because, 
you know, I wasn't going to go into the every time that, you know, that I was seeing him at the club, he had some kind of opinion about my set, which just comic to comic, he's not good enough to have opinions about my set. Trix is not somebody I ever would look to in even a stand up way. And like the truth about Trix, and I would say this even when we were friends, like, yes, he works a lot. And because he makes audiences laugh, he should work a lot. That's not something I have a problem with. That's not something I have any feelings against any resentment anything work as much as you can work but at the same time you have to recognize that you're not exactly an original comic and while yeah I knew that you know your material wasn't the most original I didn't know you to be an actual joke thief so I never really cared about that you know the fact that people would say even he was hacky because a lot of people talk about the fact that he's hacky just like you know a lot of comics have talked about the foot thing like it's just something everybody knows you know like one he's kind of hacky and it's kind of like that hokey like oh I'm here to have a good time you know and I'm not that and I'm well some nights I'm that you know but I'm not always going to try to be that I don't have an act that I do I don't have a personality that I put on what I'm feeling in that moment is usually what you're going to get And it's one of the things that people like about me most. And it's one of the reasons sometimes I don't even know what the fuck I'm going to say. You know, like, yeah, I have my bits and stuff like that. But if you ever notice the riffing in between and the way that I talk, it's all very natural and it's all very fun. And Trix just isn't that and isn't going to be that. So it was like him giving me advice is as useless as me giving him advice. And really, it's more that than even the situations he had on my personal life. It's like, don't try to fucking talk to me about comedy. You're not good enough to talk to anybody about comedy. Well, yeah, maybe some people, you know, if they want to go that very middle of the road act act way, you know, yeah, then you're the guy to talk to. If they just want to work, then yeah, you're the guy to talk to 100%. And yeah, so I take that part back. Let me not let my words get ahead of me here. Um, Because, you know, so like I was saying, I I'm cool with him, you know, like doing whatever he does working whatever I don't have a problem with it just don't try to get in my head in any way like you're not an influence that I want you're just not you're you know like the thing is like when it comes to him and even his quote-unquote fetish I'm not even judging you for that but like being a creep about it being weird about it and then I did recently hear he had another scandal not too long ago again telling a person that they were gonna he was gonna shoot a sketch Um, But he needed them to like be barefoot and that kind of thing. And that somehow ended up getting out. And I probably shouldn't go too much into that. But yes, between me and you, Trix, is that or is that not something that just recently happened? So you don't learn your lesson on any level, whether it's because like when it comes to the joke thievery thing, somebody else had mentioned to me not too long ago that he does a version of one of uh, the late Eric Myers joke, which was a circus circus joke. But the bit of mine that he did part of was there's a bit where I talk about how now we're not allowed to enjoy music because we are supposed to care what the artists do with their personal lives, which I don't know when that rule started. And I mention Elvis married a 15 year old. Nobody gave a fuck. <laughs> tonight tricks literally did that and then he also uh mentions michael jackson which is the next place i go in that joke i was like you know i mentioned michael jackson and it's really good funny michael jackson bit but i mentioned that michael jackson's dead 
And I was like, so unless, you know, Michael Jackson comes back from the dead, there's nothing to say about that. So then tonight in his bit, he says Michael Jackson's dead. And unless Michael, they dig his ass up, then he doesn't have an opinion about that. Then they run out of people to be mad at now and they'll dig up fucking dead bodies. Michael Jackson, how many times are we going to talk about Michael Jackson? And then I say I blame the parents. And he was like, I blame the moms. I mean, like, come on. How close can you get to my actual, like, you're hacking parts of my bit. You're Carlos Mencia-ing it. You are taking bits and remixing them is what you're doing. And you're not going to be better at it. But the thing is, just know that you're being the actual hack that I was warned that you were going to be. And it should seem like not that big of a deal. But yes, it is a big deal when we're both working the same fucking scene and you know you've seen me do that joke because I used to do it at Hilarious 7 all the time. You complimented me on that joke before. That Michael Jackson's just coming around, man. Yeah, they're fucking going. Because then I go into the R. Kelly thing or I did the R. Kelly thing already at the beginning of the joke and I mentioned Chuck Berry. And so it's like such a not ethical thing to do just as far as being comics goes. You know, and so there's that. It's like, what are you doing right now, Trix? Because really, and so, you know, like, it's really not that big of the deal in the way that I could have just talked to him about it. He could have just been like, I'm sorry, I, you know, maybe because sometimes things get caught in your brain or whatever and you just say something in the moment or whatever. And if he had said something like that, even that would have been fine. But when I walked up to him and told him you literally did parts of my joke in your joke tonight. He was like, get away from me, Ty, get away from me, Ty, and like waving me off and acting like I was just being drama. And I'm not going to start a fight with you at the comedy club about it, and I'm not going to fucking try to make it like a big screaming match because literally you know that you did part of my joke. And I'm, like I said, when you play proof, then it's like, do, uh, so are you saying that you didn't do that joke that night or you're saying you didn't do a variation on it? Because I walked up to Gooch right when you did it and I walked up to Mikey. I walked up to a couple of people and just was like, this is what it is. This guy is literally hacking my bits right now. And Matt was like, I don't remember. But, you know, Matt's not there for every. That's one of the owners of the L.A. Comedy Club, which like, you know, I don't mind saying their names or saying that I talked to people because the thing is I talked to Ron Jossel about it. And I get that people will, in some cases, want to be neutral or whatever. And yeah, be neutral if you want to continue to be friends, be friends with tricks. But really, comedically, that shouldn't be happening. And I think anybody that's involved with the comedy club or knows the comedy game or is part of the comedy game even more so should know that that's not something that's acceptable. So handle that however you want to, but just know comics that tricks isn't necessarily being on the up and up and every set in my opinion like for me personally this is you guys can handle yourselves how you want but i will never give tricks credit in my head even for doing a bit again because i'll just be like i wonder whose bit this is because tricks travels all over the world all over the country you know tricks works a lot so he could be lifting people's bits and remixing them from all over the country so, and like I said, the Eric Myers bit, I don't know 100%. I knew Eric Myers, but I can't say I knew his Circus Circus bit. That's why I don't care if, like, you know, some of the people that I talk to don't remember me doing the thing about Michael Jackson. Like, you know, I'm not tripping off that even a little bit. It's what it is. 
But, um, you know, like Gooch, who I talked to about it, I do, you know, expect Gooch to be somewhat on the up and up about that because Gooch has heard me do that bit because me and Gooch have done Hilarious 7 a lot together. And I did that bit all the time at Hilarious 7. So I just want to be clear about what's happening here so everybody knows because tonight might have looked a little erratic to the outside world. To, but to me, I was very happy with the way that I've been conducting myself the last couple of days because yesterday, and this is also part of what got on my nerves, yesterday when I showed up at LA Comedy Club, Trix left the area that I was originally talking at, which, you know, I had stopped at the table that all the comics sit at and then the owners of the club will sit at. One of the owners was there. I said hi to him, but I always greet them. You know, it was like I pretend if I don't like you, you just don't exist. So it's not like it's even being catty to Trix or anything like that. But I'm still going to walk up to who I walk up to and say hi to who I say hi to and that's just the way it's going to be you know that's the way it's always been for me there's other people I feel that way but it's really not a lot like people will make it seem like you know Ty's always getting into into it with somebody no just people that fuck up and usually that's open micers like I expected better for tricks from tricks and I even when somebody had mentioned him for a particular gig not too long ago on the comedy board I thought in my head like he would be perfect for that gig so I vouched for that I seconded that uh, on my comments to the lady I was like yeah tricks would also be good for that bit or that gig you know um because I really don't like I said the thing with tricks when I got annoyed with him it really was just him needing to understand I put down a boundary with you I need you to understand why I'm putting this boundary down with you and once I understand, once I know that you understand that I'm not just being petty right now and I'm not just being sensitive, I just don't know why you thought you were in this position. And I need you to fully understand that you are not for our friendship to continue because what happens when you don't make sure people are clear about these things, and I know because I've made this mistake, is that they do it again. And so then you just get like, okay. And at that point, I will just get like, yeah, fuck you. And I will say something different than like trying to. The way I came to him was me just very much explaining to him where it was he was fucking up when it comes to trying to be my friend or establish any kind of real relationship with me. You know, I technically I was one of the people that really push tricks to move here i told him he was bullshitting and he needed to just move here i thought he was going to be a good addition and maybe he still could be a good addition maybe i know some people you know like that book the comedy clubs here like thinks think he's a good addition and yeah if you want to have him then have him but understand that if certain comics don't necessarily want to work with him or don't feel like he's trustworthy in that way or don't want to do their jokes around him understand that that's not that comic being difficult that's just what happens you know there were people that would say that they wouldn't perform when Carlos Mencia was in the room so I don't know why Trix wants to be that guy but apparently that's something he really wants because when I tried to talk to him person to person if he had just said okay you know what I mean like I won't do your part of the bit anymore especially since between me and him, he knows that he knows that bit. Yeah, they're fucking going. So if he were even just like I was drunk and I accidentally said that, but you know, I get what you're saying. But to try to treat me like I'm just being petty when you're when I try to actually deal with you person to person, dealing with you person to person is anything but petty. 
And you would have seen that that's all I would have had to say to you. When it came to Jill Kimmel, I had nothing to say to her. So, stay unbothered. <laughs>